Hey, before Alyssa gets here, I got what you asked for. Stop getting easily distracted and be more present as a busy Christian woman. The number one thing you told her you want is to fully focus on what matters most in the moment and consistently follow through on what you say you will do, even when life gets distracting. Is that true for you? Imagine if you knew exactly when and where to spend your time so that you don't drop the ball on your priorities and you're no longer only half present with those around you and feel like you have plenty of time for what matters. Does that sound amazing? For a limited time, you can access the Redeem Her Time beta coaching program at a very reduced price, in exchange for your feedback, of course. And here's what you get. A personalized time audit system to look at where your time and attention is going. A one-hour, one-on-one schedule-shaping strategy session to create your personalized plan. And two weeks of testing your personalized schedule with individualized feedback. And for the first five people, it's just, well, I could tell you, but it would break the internet. So send an email to lissa at redeemhertime.com and just say the word me to grab one of the first five spots. And no worries if you're number six, you'll still get an amazing rate plus all the perks and know that it will never be this price again. If you've got questions, you can email me at lissa at redeemhertime.com and ask away. So that way you can see if it would be a good fit for you. I can't wait to see how this helps you make the best use of your time, my friend. Here she comes. Gotta go. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Well, hello, friend. So glad you're picking up your phone today to listen to this episode. And at this point, we're already over halfway through our Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge. Can I just pause and give a huge shout out to those of you who've been making changes and an invitation to the rest of you to come join us, because as long as we have smartphones, this challenge technically never ends. Anyway, we've talked a lot over the past few weeks about how we don't use our phones well. You know, when we're using it to build our own kingdoms which are like shifting sand, or when we use it to build someone else's kingdom that doesn't have a firm foundation either, like influencers or social media platforms or tech giants. But all is not lost. You can use your phone well to build his kingdom, the one that will last, and to fulfill the two most important commandments. Interestingly, as part of my chronological Bible reading plan, I was just reading the Shema in Deuteronomy 6 this morning. 
Are you familiar with it? It was a daily prayer for the Israelites in the Old Testament and is still recited by Jewish people today. Here it is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Now, if you didn't listen to episode 115 yet, promise me you'll go there after you finish this one. It's titled, Download These Five Apps to Love God More and Make Better Use of Your Time. And on it, I shared my current five fave apps that I use regularly to honor this command to love God and his word more and more. And I'd love to hear, have you downloaded them too? Got any others you want to add to the must-use list? If so, hop inside the Redeem Her Time community and drop them in the chat. Not a member yet? Or wondering what that's all about? I promise, this community is an app you do want to have because it will help you to love God and others more and more. Why? Because it's a community of Christian women who are wanting to let go of the busy culture we're surrounded by and instead truly follow Jesus' way of life, to take his easy yoke, to shoulder the things of this life and live differently than the world around us, i.e. unhurried and deliberate. We're about using our time to love God and others well in this season in the light of eternity. And we do that through daily inspiration and content, podcast conversations, challenges and accountability, book clubs and power hours, and lots of grace for when we don't get it right. I'll drop the link in the show notes so you can come find us because we're intentionally not on social media. We're over there. It's over busy and overcrowded and over distracting. So back to the topic at hand. When Jesus was asked to identify the greatest commandment, by the Pharisees, no less, he had no problem quoting the Shema. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And then he followed up with, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend all the law and the prophets. Matthew 22, 34 through 40. It's true. If you look at the 10 commandments, which is the way of life that God gave to his people Israel when he rescued them out of Egypt, they break into two clear categories. The first four are about our vertical relationship, aka loving God. And the other six are about our horizontal relationships, aka loving others. It's the second commandment that we're going to focus on today, loving others more and more. But before we dive into that, I want to show you something that you may not have noticed just before this passage in Deuteronomy 6. Or maybe you did notice, but you need to be reminded, just like all of mankind, starting with the second generation of the Israelites. The covenant God established with Israel closely mimics a Suzerian vassal treaty, aka a covenant, which was a common treaty form in the ancient Near East in that time. You see, in order to bind two parties together, such as a greater kingdom and a lesser one, or in this case, Yahweh, and the people of Israel, a covenant would be written to create a kinship that was as strong as the bonds of a family. That's similar to a marriage or adoption legal process that we have in our time. Just like in any family, loyalty was essential. And since God was the greater party and Israel the lesser party, taking another father would be considered treason. Let me quote this part from Russ Meek, a self-proclaimed professor, writer, and editor trying to make sense of the Old Testament. We need more people like that, don't you think? Here's what he says. 
The covenant Yahweh established with Israel at Mount Sinai exhibits striking parallels with Hittite Suzerian vassal treaties, which have six basic features. One, a preamble that identifies the greater party. Two, a historical prologue that recounts the previous relationship between the parties. Three, covenant stipulations to which the vassal must agree. Four, provisions for periodic reading and safekeeping of the covenant. Five, witnesses to the covenant. And six, blessings and curses should the vassal either keep or fail to keep the covenant. This is exactly how Deuteronomy is laid out as a covenant. But my favorite part about it all is that after identifying God as the one true and living God, and after telling the story of his history with Israel as his people, but before reminding them of the Ten Commandments given on Mount Sinai, Moses, who is God's mouthpiece, says this in Deuteronomy 4, 25-31. When you father children and children's children, and have grown old in the land, if you act corruptly by making a carved image in the form of anything, and by doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God, so as to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will soon utterly perish from the land in which you are going over the Jordan to possess. You will not live long in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods of wood and stone, the work of human hands that neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. Wait, what? What's to love about punishment exile, Alyssa? Hold on, let's finish the passage, because here's the good part. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in tribulation and all these things come upon you in the latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them. Did you catch that? The covenant relationship had nothing to do with the vassal Israel, and what they did or did not do to keep the treaty, but on who God, the Suzerian, or the greater one, is. And he already knew that they would not fulfill their part of the covenant by keeping the Ten Commandments. But better yet, he already had a plan of redemption to bring them back to the Promised Land. That redemptive plan is a foreshadowing of Christ, who's the only one who can redeem our sinful hearts that tend to go astray from his word over and over again too. That's because it's not dependent on us fulfilling the law with 100% accuracy. It's about what he did through his son's death on the cross to bring us back into relationship with him. So whether it's the first commandment to love the Lord your God, or the second to love your neighbor, I want to be clear that it's not about doing it perfectly. It's about increasingly being transformed into the image of his son as we undergo the sanctification process in this life between the time when God saved us and when Jesus comes back for us. Phew, that's a sign of relief, because I know I have not always loved others like I should. And there have been plenty of times I've not used my phone as a way to love God and others well, or sadly, times when I've actually used it to do the opposite, to express anger or create strife. Thinking back to episode 110 about whose kingdom you're building, only two things we have on this earth will last into eternity, God's word and his people, of which I pray you are part of. And if you're not sure, I laid out the gospel in that episode too, so go back and listen carefully. And because people matter, that's why God has called us to love them well, right? So now that we've laid the foundation of why it matters and how we are incapable of doing it perfectly, 
I think we're now ready to dive into how to use our phone to carry out this command. You see, our modern day culture has certainly changed the nature of our relationship over the years, hasn't it? We went from directly talking with the people who live in our homes and those in our surrounding community to now being able to communicate with people around the world. Yet sadly, we can be in the same room with those we love and yet not actually connect with them. No thanks to the phone in the hands of sinful people. So before we dive into these apps, I just want to say the best way to connect with others and love them well is in person, face-to-face, aka being in the same room and looking them in the eye, not showing them the top of your head, being fully present. Does that sound familiar? It should, because that's one of our pillars around Redeem Her Time. It's the purpose for why we pay attention to our time in the first place. But if for some reason you can't reach out and physically touch someone, you can take advantage of that device in your hand that can connect you even from far away. So now you have no excuses to not love others well, because that opportunity is literally in your hands every time you pick up your phone. So how do we use our device to make the most of every opportunity to be a blessing and to share the good news of the gospel? I'm so glad you asked. We need to be intentional because we are forgetful. I hate to admit it, but it's easy to get wrapped up with the busyness of life and then neglect those we say matter most, both near and far. And we're not the only ones. The Israelites had the same issue. That's why God needed to remind them not to forget. Speaking of reminders, I'm finding I need them more and more as time goes on. I'm not sure if that's because I'm getting older or because the influx of information and the opportunities for distraction just keep growing. It's most likely the latter, right? But either way, I've got reminders set on my phone for things I need to do in my day, week, month, and year so that I don't get swept up in the flow and forget. One of them is a reminder to reach out to my brother and his family. I know it shouldn't be the case that too much time goes by without connecting, but over Thanksgiving, as we enjoyed time together in the same room for the first time in a while, side note, we do live about seven hours apart and both he and my hubby have odd schedules as first responders. Anyway, it hit me that I was going weeks, if not entire months between intentionally reaching out to him and his wife and my niece. It would have been easy for me to justify the unintentional silence by the fact that they had not reached out to me or that life was just busy, but I am only responsible for myself and my intentions, which is why I decided to set a weekly reminder to reach out and connect. And I've been doing that ever since. Thanks to the reminder on my phone. And it was just a few weeks ago that I was so thankful I've been intentionally building connection in our relationship. You see, one afternoon, my sister-in-law messaged me to share that my brother had fallen off a ladder and was being lifelighted to the closest trauma hospital, and she didn't know the extent of his injuries. Later, I learned that his back was broken, his ribs displaced, his liver lacerated, his lungs punctured and surrounded with blood and air. For us non-medically trained, that should not be there. After days of the breathing tube, heavy sedation, and multiple surgeries, I got the message that he was now waking at times and able to use facial expressions and his hands to communicate. And the doctors assured us there was no neurological damage and that everything that was broken was fixable. It will just be a long road of recovery and therapy. Praise God. And let me just say, that event has reinforced my desire even more to use my phone well to love others more and more, including you and especially him, because life can change in an instant. So if you do nothing else with the apps I'm about to share, promise me 
You'll push pause, pick up your phone right now and dial a number or type out a message to say, I love you or to ask, how are you really? You will never regret loving others well with your phone, but you may regret mindlessly scrolling on it. So here are my current five favorite apps to help me use it well to love others as God has committed me to. Are you ready to download? Number one, the Signal app. For me, this is a non-essential if I want to communicate with the important men in my life, aka my husband and two sons. All of them are super cybersecurity conscious and don't use social media or like using text. Now, my guys did the research and this app is not owned by Facebook and is way more secure than any other messaging app. Plus, it works just like an iMessage or Messenger and allows for pictures, videos, and live chats. I actually enjoy having something separate for communication with those closest to me, because that way, messages don't get buried. Now, my daughter and I do still use text, but she gets one of those fun bubbles at the top with a picture of us that makes it stand out above all the rest. And Signal is also where we have our family group chats with our future in-laws. So when a notification pops up there, I know it's going to be good because we're always having fun. And bonus, I can use this app no matter where we are in the world without a cell signal. And guess what? We are literally on a flight back from Central Asia, if you're listening to this in real time. Now, it doesn't have to be signal for you with your family, but find a way to communicate that doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I do love my college girls chat and text, but I have reminders set to revive the thread if it goes radio silent. Speaking of which, here's the next one. The Prayer Mate app. I'm not going to apologize for mentioning this app several times in the Redeem Her Phone Time series because it's seriously the best thing I've found to help me stay intentional with loving others consistently and in a way that truly matters. At one point, I had a notebook in which I tried to keep my list of people and requests to pray for, but I found it not very user-friendly, so I didn't pick it up much. But this app is amazing and it's easy. Not only have I created lists for biblical prayers, my walk with God, and sharing my faith, I also have lists for my family, my church, my missionary friends, my small group, and my other friends. And under each list, I have specific people listed with specific requests that are set up to pop up in my daily prayer list on certain days of the week or month. So that way, I don't forget. And when their name displays on my screen during my prayer time, I flip over to text, iMessage, or whatever way I have of communicating. And I ask them how they're doing. I let them know I'm praying specifically for them and ask what I can lift up on their behalf. Let me just tell you, no one has ever neglected to respond to that message, no matter how busy their life is. Then I add those requests or updates to their prayer card, pray, and know that I will circle back with them again at the appointed time. Goodbye, good intentions gone by the wayside or saying, I'll pray for you without following through. Been there, done that way more times than I can count. I'm telling you, this app is a way to love others well. And I even have you, my listeners, on a list too. In fact, inside the Redeem Her Time community, we also have a thread for prayer requests. So come join us and share how we can pray for you. All right, number three, Google Drive. I don't know about you, but with so many people to remember to send pictures to, sometimes it's easier to just create a shared Google folder to share. We've done this for photos from family events or ones the rest of the family would love to see, like the challenge that two of my guys just participated in. Yes, they paid money to be pushed past their limit mentally and physically. And it was fun to watch from the sidelines and share with those who could not be there in person. And we often use a shared folder for sharing important documents, which lately 
means wedding lit guest list and a bridal shower plans. We're on the countdown to just over four months now. Number four, inspirational stickers. Now you need to know I'm not usually one for adding gifts or gifs. I, I don't know. I've never known how to correctly pronounce that or even a lot of emo emojis because they just feel cheesy, but I get it. They help put some emotion behind words that could be interpreted in a thousand ways. So these sticker packs pop up at the bottom of my keyboard when I'm sending a text. So that way I can add a little something to say, I'm thankful for you or have a blessed day or praying for you. I'm sure if you go search your app store, you'll find plenty that will add that special touch to make your digital message have more impact and make someone smile and feel loved. And number five, cross card apps, cross cards app. Similar to the stickers, this app lets you send a little something to brighten someone's inbox with an e-card. Kind of like when you get a colored envelope in your mailbox and it stands out from all the junk mail, political mail, and bills. <laughs> Doesn't that feel amazing? And I love that these have scripture or biblical truth on them to encourage others no matter what they're facing. No more forgetting to grab a card at the store or running out of stamps or worse yet, writing the card, addressing and stamping it, and then the dog eating the entire thing because you forgot to mail it and left it on the counter. Yep, true story. I won't mention any names, <clears throat> Maggie. Sending an e-card literally takes seconds to love others well. Easy peasy and no excuses. And I'm going to give you a bonus idea as an advanced strategy if you're up for a challenge to use your phone well to love others. Are you ready? When you're on any social media platform, use your time scrolling to pray and say, hey, Oh, I don't scroll much anymore since disconnecting over the past year, but when I do, and I notice a way to encourage or support someone else, I do either. I like with the appropriate emoji and comment or better yet, I go send them a direct message to make it more personal. Either way, I know it means a lot, but here's the danger. When you're on social, it's easy to get sucked in and exposed to a lot of content that does not help you love God and others more. In fact, it may even cause you to follow the two most important commandments less and less. So use the strategy sparingly, or at least with healthy boundaries in place, like setting a timer for how long you'll be on. And don't say, I didn't warn you. Was that helpful to think about how to make your device a tool for blessing and benefiting, not just staring and comparing? I love that my phone allows me to love those close and far away, including the missionaries we just visited 11 time zones away. It's been how we've stayed connected to them over the many months between trips to maintain and build our relationships. And that way, it felt like we just picked up like we never even left off. And here's the takeaway I want you to get. People matter to God, and they should matter to you enough to make changes with how you use your phone and spend your phone time. I'm so thankful my brother is still with us and all the more want to make sure he knows he's loved by me and by God. So who is God calling you to love well today? What will you do to surprise someone with heartfelt encouragement, a random act of kindness, or a shared experience to show them some of God's love? Got that person in mind? First, let's pray. Then let's do. Dear Lord, thank you for being our father and for calling us your children, no matter how much we forget you and those you have called us to love. Thank you that you provided a way for us to reconnect with you through the sacrifice of your son. And thank you that you have not created us to do life alone, but to be in community with those around us, to hold one another up and remind one another of your truth. By your spirit, 
keep us from forgetting and getting swept up in the things of this world that will not last and direct our attention to what does matter, your word and your people. May we be a blessing to those you've put in our lives, both near and far, and use technology to love them well. Thank you that your love for us does not end and is not conditional. And may that love spur us on to love one another. We can't wait to see what you'll do when we give our phone time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, grab your phone, open up your app or your app store, and let's each bless someone through our devices right now. Think about the ripple effect that we'll have. And then I'll see you back here in a few days for more things that are better that should make you put your phone down. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. Be available to who and what matters most in this season and in light of eternity, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.